Hello and welcome back to Home Base Nation. This is Ron Hirschberg, your host. On Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day of Service, I have the honor of speaking with World War II Marine veteran and Navajo code talker Peter McDonald. In 1944, Mr. McDonald joined the Marines at the age of 15. His cousin Tom, a new Marine at 18, vouched for Peter as the equivalent of any determined patriotic 17-year-old. Now, at the age of 94 years young, Mr. McDonald is the same age as Dr. King would be today. Mr. McDonald reflects on this day and at the same time emphatically points out that Dr. King would not simply want a day of service, but a way of service. As one of the only three living code talkers of more than 400 in the Pacific in World War II, Mr. McDonald embodies grace and gratitude. And he tells me that although these codes may have been used as weapons, war is never, ever the goal. His ongoing wish is for peace and balance and being one together with the world among all cultures. And this is summed up with one Navajo word that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was all about, and that's hojo. So thank you so much for joining this conversation with Marine veteran and Navajo code talker Peter McDonald and wishing you all to be in Hojo, not only on this day of service, but every day. Mr. McDonald, today is Martin Luther King Day. What kind of reflections do you have, sir, when you think about service? Well, as you said, yes, today we all in America celebrating Martin Luther King honoring an individual who had a vision and who had a message for all of us, as a matter of fact, for the entire world. Personally, I respect that and honor a great person, Martin Luther King, for coming out, out in the open, telling us what we need to do in order to keep what we cherish most, our liberty, our freedom, and peace, that all of us in World War II came together and fought to preserve that freedom, liberty, and peace. There was a word I learned this year, hojo. It's my favorite concept. Hojo, yes. That's a short phrase of the beautiful way, the harmonious way. The word itself, it's a, a wonderful way to live. That's what we seek every day with our prayers. In the morning, that's what we say in the evening before we go to sleep every day. That's how we live. I wanted, I wanted to ask you, so when you were 15 years old, your cousin had joined the Marines. I believe that it wasn't just the fancy uniform in someone like you that wanted to serve and serve your country. Yes, I like the look of the uniform he had on. At first, I thought he purchased that somewhere. So I asked him, hey, Tom, how do I get one of those beautiful uniforms you're wearing? I know the war is on. I know there are they're recruiting Navajos into the Army, Navy, Air Force, and uh, Marines. Well, he said, I, I didn't buy this. I'm a United States Marine. 
He said, if you join the Marines, you get a uniform like that. I said, I'd like to do that. He said, no. He says, how old are you? I said, I'm 15. He said, no, they only take you if you're 17. Well, I said, they don't know. I said, besides, I could do everything you could do. You're 18 years old, and you know we've been herding sheep close to each other, and we had games, and you know I could ride horses just as well as you do. I could shoot just as well as you do at age 15. So I was drawn then. He said, well, really, why would you want to do that? Well, I said, you know our story. Our great-grandfathers fought wars to preserve this country. And in our songs and our prayers, we always say we don't want wars. We don't want to ever experience wars anymore. Navajo Nation have been round up, captured, taken to prison, POW camp for four years. They were dying. Half of them died at this Fort Sumner uh, prison of war. They found a treaty of 1868. They came back to their homeland. Shoeless, no shoes, torn clothes, nothing whatsoever except themselves, their family. When you think about serving your country with fellow code talkers and being able to have a unique role and as Americans, what are some of the thoughts when you, when you look back at that time, sir, and you think about how you served in such a very specific and unique way, honoring your country and also honoring culture? Well, first of all, of course, all of us, Navajo uh, code talkers felt it is our duty and our job to protect this country of ours, especially the four sacred mountains within which the Navajo Nation sits. We don't want our parents, relatives, to ever see or experience war ever again. So we want to keep the enemy away. That was what in our mind, number one. Number two, Navajo Code Talkers, which was a top secret program. Over 400 of us were certified, went through training, special top secret training to develop and learn the code words. It was subject to memory only. We cannot have a, a pamphlet that carry with us because if the enemy shoots us, they'll learn the code. So. Over 400 of us went through this special top-secret program called Navajo Code School. Upon graduation, we were then sent out into Pacific, and the Army, Navy, and Marines actually came together and established two communication networks, Navajo Communication Network for all top-secret confidential messages, English Communication Network for all other messages. These two communication networks worked together in every battle throughout the entire uh, Pacific War, even into China. Some of us ended up Tsingtao, China, Tinsing, China, and 1st uh, Marine Division, 6th Marine Division. So 
all of this thing that that happened, it was not so much at the time that we felt this is something special. We just took it as we're one of the weapons. People with machine gun, that's a, a special group. People with artillery, that's a special weapon. People with tanks, that's another special weapon. People communicating, special weapon. So we just thought that we're just one of those. We're not special in any way. We're just part of the war. But we did not know that this Navajo Code was a very important special weapon until way much later. No one knew there was a Navajo Code in operation except the Japanese knew. They recorded a lot of these messages that we sent to one another. They captured one Navajo who was not a code talker. He was with the General MacArthur's army on the Philippines. They captured this Navajo, took him to Japan before the communication units of the Japanese. They made him listen to all these code messages that we were sending in Navajo. And they asked him, what are they saying? He tells them what we were saying. Didn't make sense whatsoever because the code we developed, only we who went to this top secret Navajo code school know what those Navajo words represent. Like the word, sick horse. That's a Navajo word. Just the code talkers know when you hear or sick horse, you not talk, you don't put down sick horse. You put down hill, H-I-L-L. So, the code talk, this Navajo they captured, they asked him, what are they saying? Well, they're talking about a sick horse. They punish him, saying, tell the truth. They torture him for two years trying to get him to tell them what we were saying. He was doing that. He was telling them what we were saying, but it didn't make any sense at all. They kept the Navajo code top secret for 23 years. It was not until 1968 when the Navajo Code was declassified. What was that like when you knew that your secret was no longer a secret? Yes, obviously, uh, the first three or four years after we got discharged from the Marines, people asked us what we did in war, mostly family, relatives. And we were told, don't tell anyone what you did. And the only thing you could say is you were a radio man, that's all. So our parents, relatives say, hey, what did you do in war? I always say, oh, nothing, I was just a radio man, that's all. That was, don't ask me any more questions. Well, we keep saying that for about four or five years, then we just forgot it. We're just one of the veterans of World War II, nothing special until 1968, when they hit the headlines, people began to ask questions, and they began to equate what we did as something very unusual, something that was very, very different that happened in any war. It was actually a special weapon. So that came to us much later, 68, 1970, 
more and more people began to ask questions. Even the Congress president started honoring us. So we began to feel, well, well, I guess what we did was a, a super job. We just been thankful about it that we were able to have a part in the yeah. war that was very much in need of a quick ending. And we believe that what our words did save hundreds of thousands of lives in the Pacific and helped shorten the war. It makes our hearts very full that people like you, sir, have been able to not only serve the country, but to do something so unique that was really responsible for keeping more generations safe after you. How many code talkers are with us in the Navajo world right now? There's only three of us World War II Navajo code talkers still alive. One is over 107 years old, confined to his bed, can't get out anymore. And the other one is Tom Spiguet. He is 90, 97 years old, too. He still could get around, but not that much. I'm 94, the youngest of the three of, the three of us that are still alive. And more and more people want to know and, uh, about what the code talkers were all about. And it, and it seems to me that it will go down in history as one of the most effective weapon ever used in the war. All battles from Guadalcanal until Okinawa and North China, all messages, top secret, went through Navajo code. It was never broken by an enemy. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., sir, would also be 94 years young right now. And to me, when you spoke earlier in our conversation, sir, about the need for peace and harmony and not war and not fighting, what really speaks to me is the fact that your weapon was not a gun, but were words. So let this Martin Luther King Day not just be a one-day celebration. It should be something all of us should discuss how we're going to prevent more killings that goes on every, almost every hour in America. How can we all come together as equals? No racial separation or discrimination because we're all made by the same God and we need to understand it. So... Let's not just celebrate and then go off and tomorrow, <coughs> next week's paper says so-and-so was killed, so-and-so was discriminated against, so-and-so was such-and-such. Such. That means we're not honoring Martin Luther King Day. Well, you, you're honoring your, uh, him and you're honoring all your brothers and the ones that you, that you served with and your fellow code talkers. So... I want to thank you so much, sir, for, for talking with me. Um, I feel very blessed, and I can't wait to, to sit down with you together um, and talk more and learn more. Oh, we got lots to talk about, Ronald. And uh, we're working on a Navajo Code Talker Museum to be 
constructed on a Navajo reservation, not just to honor Navajo code talkers, but to honor all veterans of all wars. That was part of our Navajo code talker museum. And the museum that we are going to build is not going to be like any other museum where you go in and look at the Jeep or the tanks that were used or the rifle or the radio. Yeah, that may be there. But the main purpose is to educate not only our children, but your children too, so that until America will learn what hojo means, what that means, all of that. And we hope that your kids and the world's kids can come through that museum and get educated. They will see what our language represents, what our culture, what our heritage represent as Native Americans, as Navajos. That's what we all need to learn so that we can all live together like the birds, they live together. All the four-legged ones, they live together. They mind their own business. They don't try to get somebody else piece of land or whatever. We need to understand. I think that's what Martin Luther King was talking about. Thanks so much to Marine veteran Peter McDonald for your service, your reflections on service on this important day for our country. As you and your colleagues in Navajo Nation teach and empower others and the next generation about the Code Talkers and what they represent in the upcoming Navajo Code Talker Museum, we are honored and look forward to coming along on this journey with you. <laughs>